I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality. Learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships. Because everything starts with you. Hello and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I'm so excited to have my guest, Dawn Foster, here today with me. But before we start with the questions, I'm going to read her bio. I am an unapologetic branding and marketing nerd with a passion for data and analytics. I love it because we're going to be talking about your archetype in just a moment, which fits perfect. I couldn't believe it when I read this. Anyway, I look at the world through the marketing lens, reading shapes and colors before words, pass the message to see what is really being said and playing a mental game of how to make it better. For more than 15 years, I've worked with and led both large and small marketing teams to build brands and marketing strategies that span the globe. I'm passionate about helping business owners build their business with the right branding and marketing strategies and tactics. I've helped transform businesses and business owners into powerhouses through research strategy planning, content execution, educating and empowerment. So thank you. I'm doing well. Thanks. So tell us a little bit more in your own words about what your business is all about. Sure. So we are a branding and marketing consulting firm. And what that basically means is we are strategists. We like a plan. We like spreadsheets, connecting the dots, having a clear A to Z. And we are also creatives. So in addition to telling you the who, what, when, where, why, and how to do things, we can execute it as well if our client has no clue of what to do. We've got designers, writers, web developers. We have the whole shebang. And then tapping back into our love of data on the back end, we're always measuring and optimizing and making sure that what our clients are spending their money on is producing the results that we're looking for. And as I said, we're always trying to figure out, how do I make this better? I love it. But, you know, I think that's so important. You're using kind of the right brain and the left brain, which I always emphasize. You know, I teach a class at the university at the MBA level called design thinking. And I was just grading (laughs) some uh, homework last night. And I'm like, I asked you to do some simple stuff. (laughs) And the reason why I asked you to sketch was because then you can use your right brain. Right. And so then they're both balanced. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so funny. And if you want the full grade for your sketches, you know, it's not complicated, just some stick figures, then you need to resend the homework. So I always tell people that this wouldn't be a brand therapist podcast if we didn't talk about childhood. So tell me a story about your childhood and how you connect what you do today in that story. It's interesting. Some of my earliest memories are when my parents built their home and 
when they built it, we went on this, what feels like as a seven-year-old, a never-ending journey of every single furniture store in where we lived, which was Virginia, three states north, three states south. We searched high and wide for furniture. And as a child, and this is pre-cell phone, all I had were books and my imagination while I sat and didn't touch anything. But I remember when I did get up and move around, I went to the fabric section and I played this mental game of matching up shapes, colors, and how I would design my space. And I think it was there that I fell in love with creativity and realized that there were really no boundaries as far as what I could do. It was really just about what I enjoyed. So that was the spark of my creativity. But it wasn't until I was an adult where I married purpose, the analytical side of my brain, and was able to do what I'm doing today. Oh, I love that. So, you know, I ask all my guests to fill out a form, our question, um, the quiz, uh, which you would call the brand quiz, and you came out as a sage. So I'm going to read it to you because it's never wrong. And just by your bio, I can tell that <laughs> it's right on again. So I'm going to read it to you and then we can talk a little bit more about it. Okay, great. So the sage, the truth will set you free. A sage sees a world filled with information and is attracted to things that enable them to continually learn and gain wisdom. The motivation is wisdom. The need is to analyze and reflect. The fear is not knowing. And the behaviors are studies information to gain knowledge and uses intelligence and analysis to understand the world and can study sometimes issues forever. How does that sound for you? Um, <laughs> it feels spot on. It feels, my goodness, that feels spot on as to who I am. I could probably use all of that to describe myself to you. That's amazing because I just want to let the listeners also know that this is not pre-done. I didn't ask her anything before the podcast. I bring this on right <laughs> live so people can really get the perspective. Okay. Now this is the second part of it. So I'm going to read to you these words and I'm going to tell you to describe them based on you, right? I don't need the actual definition, but how you define these words yourself. Okay. So the first one is analytical. Digging in, processing, looking at things from multiple viewpoints. I love it. Knowledgeable. Taking in information, not exactly using it as this is right, this is wrong, but the more information I have, the better decisions I can make. I associate wisdom with that as well. Love it. Intelligent. For me, I'd say really just the power to do what I want. Like I know that I have everything in me. The intelligence is always in me to get whatever it is done that I need to get done. I love it. Wise. Using information to make decisions, work with other people, coexist with other people in a respectful way. Love it. And the last one, methodical. Ooh, strategic. 
like a planner, processing how things are going to play out A to Z. I love it. Okay. So my next question for you is, what is your personal brand about? My personal brand is friendly. I want to get to know you. I'm going to be very transparent. If you ask me, I will tell it. I'm chatty. I want to build a relationship. And with that, I also want to educate. I want to empower. I'm going to be a cheerleader. I would say those are the things that encompass my brand. A go-to, someone that you can count on and is reliable. Okay. And so tell me about a fame story. You know, a lot of people think fame is about, you know, being an actor, an actress or a singer or whatever it is. But no, we all have the opportunity to be famous. Socrates always said fame was honorable and it was honorable to be famous. So tell me a story where you found fame or felt that fame was part of who you are. So is it safe to define fame as far as an impact that I am making, will make, have made? I love it. Yes. I want to pour into other people. And in my case, branding and marketing is what comes naturally to me. It's what I consider to be my gift. If I have something that I can pour into you to help you be better, do better, accomplish your goals, move in the direction that you want to go in, I'm all for that. And it's exciting to have that aha moment when you realize that, oh, like they're moving, they're going forward, they're figuring things out. That empowerment aspect is super important for me. Oh, I love that. I love what you just said there. So tell me, what is your greatest fear? <sighs> so first, let me say this is spot on. I love me some therapy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> this is all, all about therapy. My greatest fear is not accomplishing the goals that I set out to achieve. But it's interesting in how that's all wrapped together because I've set these goals. It's my standard. And I know that I'm afraid of failure, which is something I've never experienced before. So like I've made this thing up that could happen, but the fear of it is what drives me in accomplishing what I want to achieve. So it's interesting how that fear, it's like a non-existing thing in reality, but in my head, it's real. Right. And I think that happens to a lot of us, right? So tell me a story about something you were holding back from that kind of you were able to release. Mm, I would say my comfort zone. So I spent 15 years in the corporate space. And on the marketing team, you're typically behind the computer. If anyone's going out, it's usually the sales team. And if you go with them, you're just the tag along. So starting my own business, I really had to come out from behind the computer and it was leaving my comfort zone. And even though I do great with one-on-one, I'm chatty, I'm, I like the people aspect of things. I had to recognize that if I don't step out of my comfort zone, this business is not going to grow. I'm not going to fulfill my purpose of pouring into other people and helping them build businesses. So recognizing 
Dawn, this is all you. Like, there's no one to point the finger at. This is going to be all you. It was coming out of my comfort zone was something that I had to step out of my own way with. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io. Tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion-dollar brands, and has eight-plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz, and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. A lot of us don't get to where we are without mentors or guides, whatever you want to call them. Everybody has a different definition for themselves. So tell me a story about a specific mentor and how they helped you. There's never been one person along the way that has kind of scooched me along the way. There have always been a person here or there that has said something to me that I continue to take with me till this day. I had a boss who told me that when you become a leader, you're always on stage. And that means people are going to look to you to determine what direction to go in, what you exude is what they follow. I had another coworker years ago and I was telling her how I was a little, I was trying to do something new and I didn't quite know how to go about doing it. And she said to me, yeah, but you'll figure it out. And I'm like, yeah, like I will figure it out. <laughs> it's just those small things of if I feel like I'm up against something that may be challenging, I know I'm going to figure it out. Along the way, there's always been someone that plants some little seed or nugget that is in my little bag that I go to from time to time. And I love how you describe that. Mentorship looks differently to each one of us, right? Our guidance. And I think uh, for you, I love the way that you described it as the guidance was something that somebody said along the way and that you kept putting it in, you know, in your little information box and keeping it there for when something came up and you kind of had to take it back out and look at it. So I love how that it works in different ways, you know. So let me ask you this. Tell me lessons learned. Tell me three lessons learned that you've had since you've started your own business. There have been so many lessons. <laughs> Honestly, this is one of the things that I've heard someone say along the way. It's more important to know what you don't know than to know what you do know. Once I recognize I don't know the answer to this, or I'm going to make this more difficult if I'm trying to go about figuring it out on my own. I'm not big on DIYing things at all. I will always find a professional, have them coach me, teach me, show me, educate me so that I don't spin my wheels in trial and error. So getting the help that you need is one of the big lessons that I've learned as an entrepreneur. The second thing is to always plan for the future. So even when my team, when it was just me, 
I knew I need to write a process as to what I'm doing. I need to be organized so that when I do start to grow, new people can easily plug into what it is that I'm currently doing so that I don't waste time in the onboarding process. Um, So process and procedure was a big one. And the third lesson that I've learned, oh, and this may be the best one, as a business owner is so different than working in a corporate space because you always had to do things that weren't your favorite thing to do or you wouldn't choose to do that thing. But as a business owner, I have the choice. If there's a client that isn't allowing us to do our best work for them, if it's not the best fit, hey, it's not the best fit. So we may have to break up with that client. Um, We take one work that we're excited about. We so geek out over all of our clients. (laughs) And that's the win aspect. We really, truly build those relationships because we want to see our clients win. So the third thing is I have the choice. I don't have to do anything that doesn't serve us, that it doesn't allow us to grow, that doesn't allow us to enjoy what it is that we do. And oddly enough, it it took me a while to figure that out. Like I spent a few months where it's like, wait, stop, Dawn, you don't have to do this. You know, it's so true. My methodology talks about how you attract certain people, like you attract a lot of performers just because you're a sage. So focusing on those people that we attract naturally is so much better for us. But I think at the beginning of our business growth, I think we tend to take any business and that may hurt us because we're not really looking at, is it a right fit? Is it the right person, you know, for you and for them, right? I, I, I say that it goes both ways. So I love that you said sometimes you just have to break up with your client because it might not be a good fit for either of, of you. So I love that. So tell me, what's the future of your business? Like, where do you see yourself going in the next 10 years? Oh, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. In 10 years, I will be overwhelmed in a good way of the impact that we've made. My heart is with the small business owner, the solopreneur that is just starting, that is following their passion and really just needs some guidance. To know that I've been able to help businesses at their start when their branding and marketing is so crucial because a lot of great ideas fail because of branding and marketing. I'll be excited about that. I'll be excited about the team that I have, the work-life balance, the opportunity that they get to do what they love as well, that they get to focus, they have opportunity to grow, they get to learn, that they really get to flex their muscles professionally. I'll be excited about that. So it'll be in 10 years, I'll be excited about the impact that I've made. I love it. So tell me about where can people find you? Where do you kind of spend your time um, with the respect? I see you have like Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So So LinkedIn is my social platform of choice. I enjoy LinkedIn. I'm probably more, you know what? Now that I know I'm a sage, all the sage of me comes out on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love it. Yeah, that's where the sages hang out for sure. I can be found online. My website is defostermarketing.com. Uh, my handle across all channels is defostermarketing. I show up on workshops. I try to educate. I try to do some teaching for where to start when building your branding and marketing. But LinkedIn is always the place to find me. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Brand Therapist Podcast. I'm so happy I got a chance to meet you, Don. I'm sure we have more conversations to go through, but I really, I'm really grateful to have met you and have you on the show. Same here. This was a good time. This was a good time. I appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or BespokeBranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to BespokeBranding.io and click on Brand Quiz. Or you can email me at yamilka at yamilka.com. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.